1: Feeling about this.
0: Welcome to episode 47 of Blue Harvest, a Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Paul Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. Coming off one of the worst weeks of my life in recent history I'm
1: and sorry buddy
0: before we get into all that though <clears throat> I have got some information to give you guys if you want to like us on Facebook you can facebook.com slash blue harvest podcast you can follow us on Twitter at blue harvest pod and you can email us at blue harvest podcast at gmail.com we got some emails to cover we're going to do that this week we got some good ones. Um, But before we get to that, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and warn you guys, not a ton of news this week, so maybe not super heavy uh, on the Star Wars content. Although, you know us, we'll find some way to bring it back around to Star Wars. So how has your week been so far, buddy? Uh, My
1: week has been intense. I uh, went... ...to Jackson to develop an online program to build all the food for our restaurant...
0: Like training stuff? Training stuff is, is and like glamour the, shots. Is this like, um, you know, Jesse works with you, and when she first got that job, she had to do all these online courses, and there was these very professional videos of, here's how you make this tapas. Exactly. And you know what's funny? When I saw those videos, I was like, that's Will's hand. It is. And she was like, no, you can't tell it's Will just because of his hand. It was. Mus- yeah. the Muscular, hairy forearm. I know your hands. Room. Yeah.
1: You know my hands. <laughs>
0: Intimately. Um, so how was that? Did you did that go by okay? It was
1: good. It was just stressful and intense and on point. It's very uh, you know you're just everything has got to be flawless. Like
0: yeah, I gotcha. Um, my week also eventful, but not in the good type of way. Before we get into that, I think we should start at last Saturday. The day after we released our last we'll Tarantino episode. Tarantino it.
1: Let's rewind.
0: Let's <laughs> yeah. start in the beginning. Eh. Tarantino it. Mm. Eh. Lost flashback. Okay. Lost flashback. Okay. I like that better. All right. I'm a brain surgeon. No, not a brain surgeon. A spinal surgeon. Okay. I've had such a bad week that I messed up Jack Shepard's fucking profession. <laughs> you know me. I don't do that normally. No, you don't. That's why I'm going to try and maybe not talk about Star Wars so much this week. Because I'll be like, yeah, yeah. Uh Lando's co pilot in the Battle of Endor was Admiral Akbar. Yeah, no. You know what I'm saying? It can't be fucking up like that. People are listening. You're not gonna do that. But anyway, so Your
1: Encyclopedia Star
0: Wars. My brother in law Goose, the munch talked about Goose on this show. The famous goose. The famous goose, if you will, came into town last Saturday. And Goose should make a whiskey called the famous goose. <laughs> Shit. we decided, or he decided, we were going to all go out. And I resisted at first. I talked about it on the first episode of Rogue One. Going out, not necessarily my thing. Not that it can't be fun. Not that I don't enjoy the company of my friends. But I'm a little socially awkward and anxious. And when I go out, that social awkwardness and anxiousness, sometimes occasionally might lead me to drink a little more than I should. And this weekend I didn't drink a little more than I should. I drank more than anyone should. (laughs) I don't care who you are. You were on a good pace. I thought you were good. It's because you don't drink that often. That's what what it it is. is.
1: You drank a normal amount and then you don't drink that often so it, it lit you up.
0: Fair enough. That could be what it is. But, so... It it was helped by the fact that we didn't go to, like, fucking dance clubs. We went to, like, bars. Yeah. Where we could just hang out, shoot the shit, and what have you. Well, uh... I see, I'm drawing a blank. I killed some brain cells. Dude, I, I remember. Let me tell br- Okay, yes. You helped me. <laughs> I was there the
1: whole time.
0: And I'll and we'll go back and forth. But you start off. Uh, get me started. Get the engine started. Okay, so we went to Marty's. That's where I saw where was where was the first place that we were together before that? You don't even remember. I'm trying to Because I was sitting on the couch playing my fucking Nintendo DS, just having a good old time. And I and then Steve is like Steve texts me and he's like, hey, You want to come out? Are you going to come out drinking with me? I had to come get you. Yes. He's like, you want to come drinking with me, Berkeley, Jeff, and Goose? And I was like, fuck. They're all going to be there. I thought it was just going to be Goose and maybe. No, the whole Bama crew is there, dude. And I was like, oh, shit, I got to go now. And, And Steve was like, and you know, Will's coming. I didn't have the car. I didn't have my hand controls. I didn't have my wallet. I had not shit on me. So I had to text you. You were just finishing up work. I was. Hey, man, do you mind if I get a ride with you? And will you grab my stuff from Jesse while you're at work? Took the chef coat off, put the chucks on,
1: and then drove to get Hawes. And fucking we went out. And we went out, and we went to Marty. Buck Buck Mulligan's first. We went to Buck Mulligan's first. Met (laughs) Berkeley,
0: had some Irish whiskey. Yeah, as soon as we roll in, he's like, you guys want a drink?
1: Because he's a ball and badass bartender around Birmingham. He's like, He's famous around Birmingham as well.
0: And he was like, you guys want a shot? Boom. And I was like, uh, sure. sure." Well, not only, he gives us a shot and whiskey on whiskey the rocks. Whiskey on the rocks. Boom. Shot, whiskey on the rocks. That's go a out great on the, way to start a night. And that's an officer and a gentleman right there. He that's, is, that's, he that's he is an you know. officer and a gentleman. I go out back and I see Goose. And I look him in the eye. And you know when you can look someone in the eye. <laughs> and you know and, you're kind of. Oh, oh, shit. He's already fucked yeah, up. Yeah. You know what you're looking at. I look at him and I'm like, oh, shit, I got catching up to do, I guess. <laughs> and he's like, my man, and then what is up, dog? You're like, oh, it's going to be a long night. This yeah, is going to be as good. Soon as it's going to be long, but it's going to be good. I saw the look on Goose's face. I was like, oh, it's one of those nights. Yep. Goose had this little, what I thought was a girly drink in front of him. It was like green. I was like, look at you drinking on a girly drink. I knew. Oh, man, no. That's absinthe. I dog. knew that was absinthe right off the bat. I know Goose, and and I was like, oh fuck. So we hang out there. Jeff, Steve, Berkeley, um, Goose, uh, Peyton—that we used to play Destiny with—all there, drinking, talking. I am not talking. Like, part of the reason I like doing this podcast is I can get all my Star Wars talking out of the way with my boy. That way I don't have to burden Jesse, random people at work, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, with just nonstop Star Wars chatter. I get to save it all up and let it out on the podcast, right? Right. Well, Goose decides he wants to start a debate. He he, And he came at me about that he shit, had a and fucking, we'll get there. Okay. But let me preface he
1: came at me hard dude and i
0: was like, all right listen we need to take a a small step away from the story right now i would have goose wrote us an email and man it is epic all right are we gonna read it the reason i don't want to read it is because goose was supposed to be on this week we'll read it when goose comes on we'll we'll read it and then we'll have goose on and have him start this. We'll, we won't go far into the debate. Okay, okay. But the reason is, is like, no, I was like, no, nah, Goose needs to come on. We've got to promote the fight. At some point, Goose and I called Johnny, Johnny Grasso, Johnny, on the phone and fucking Johnny. left him a voicemail about this debate we were having. All right. But yeah, Goose and Will start getting into a heated debate about who is stronger, Yoda or Emperor Palpatine. Right? You know what? Maybe just because of the fucking effort. This is a good email. I will read it in our email section, but we'll save the discussion until we can have Goose on. I just came up with that. That sounds good. Fair fair enough. So just about the time I finish my Whiskey on the Rocks, Berkeley shows up with another fucking Whiskey on the Rocks for me. Yep. It's two whiskeys on the rocks and a shot of whiskey. Three whiskey drinks in. I'm starting to feel a little buzzed. Not too bad. We decide to go to a second bar. The second bar is where things started getting hairy for me. Goose and Will stand out in the street arguing. I thought they were having... I got my hair down. Like a like, personal argument. We're we're having this argument and
1: like it's me and Goose standing in the middle of the street. Like I can only imagine what that looked like. Somebody should have taken a picture. But like If I were, if
0: I had been more sober, I would have. Yeah. And it was um So they stand in the street just fucking arguing in each other's face. Not like a heated, like they're gonna throw down argument, but like a fucking very animated intense there's pointing there's head shaking and the whole time
1: he's trying to convince me that emperor palpatine is the most powerful man in the in the star wars universe and i simply come from a, a background where i believe that you know no matter how few or outnumbered the good will always triumph. The light side will always win. At, or at the very least, there has to be the balance of good and evil in the force. I mean, no one can be more powerful than the other. The scales will always balance, I I think. Well. Or there will always be yeah. a struggle for balance. Oh, no,
0: I get you. And this dude. And, and y'all are roping me in on it. And I, I, and I start giving my opinion. Therefore, I can't believe that Palpatine would be the most powerful
1: character in the Star Wars universe, or doesn't have to be. Like, he believes that he beat Mace Windu, like you know, like in lightsaber dueling, he beat all those Jedi Masters. I think that doesn't mean shit. Like, well, that he beat Master Yoda, and that's this is the thing. Well, we don't. Yeah, we we don't want to get into it because I'm getting into it because like he and I had a very intent uh, we had i got the brunt of that conversation oh i know and i know i had to back i mean i had data to support my claims
0: well a a piece important piece of this information is this bar we went to marty's they have it's a bar they have some bands sometimes they also have some food they sell it's a late night hangout the kitchen doesn't open till 11 and it closes at like three or four one of the things they offer on the menu... Is a bologna sandwich. A bologna sandwich. It's the recession meal. Bologna sandwich... And uh, a PBR. And a PBR for five bucks. Well, Goose, talking to, to Berkeley, convinces him that he needs to get the chef to make us all bologna, bologna Big, Big Macs. Macs. I know I discussed and explained what a bologna Big Mac was on a episode previously. Well... Sure enough, the chef did it. A few you minutes later, here comes Berkeley with an armful of bologna Big Macs. I'm fucking way wait- Okay, let me add that when we got there, two more shots of whiskey and an old fashioned. Six whiskey drinks in on the night, and a fairly small amount of time. This has probably been two hours. Yeah, it, we got there and just got right down to business, like it was. And so I, of course, I'm that drunk. I'll eat a bologna Big Mac. And it was delicious. From what I remember, I enjoyed it. This is And if you don't things... remember what
1: that is, it's toasted bread, mayo, uh, seared bologna, cheese, another layer of toast, uh, mayo, bologna, cheese, the chips, and the hot sauce. Yes, that's what it is. And it's awesome. It's really good, I have to admit. And a little pickle, like I had a pickle with it. It was fantastic.
0: Um. Oh man, I'm drawing a blank. So this is where it's and the crunchy texture from the chips it was really start getting hazy for me, right? I I eat a bologna big mac. At some point, Jesse shows up when she gets off work. Yep. So my lady's there. Jesse gets there. Boom! Another old fashioned. Boom! Right down the gullet. Yep. Southern whiskey drinks in. Now. From this point on, my recollection is very light because I had one of those blackouts. I blacked out. And there's, in my experience, there's two different types of of blackouts. There's the blackout where it's like um, watching a flip book, like a flip book picture. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where you remember little things here and there. There's large chunks missing. And then there's what I like to call the alien abduction blackout, <laughs> where there's a hard cutoff point and you wake up the next morning. Oh shit. That's what I had. Yeah. So dead time. I'm gonna start putting the pieces together of from what I've been told, audio evidence I've heard, <laughs> Twitter chats that I read. Apparently at some point Goose and I called Johnny Grosso three times. Oh, yeah. I was sitting at the
1: other end of the table while this happened. Left and him you were and uh Jesse was trying to stop you, and she was like, don't stop calling Johnny. He's probably asleep. You're, you're going to wake him up. And he was like,
0: no. You were like, baby, baby, I got this. I got this. I'm going to call Johnny. I do not remember leaving Johnny voicemails. I've not only did you leave Johnny
1: voicemails, you left Johnny a trace a trace three voicemails.
0: Very drawn-out, long voicemails. Well, you know what? There's a fucking voicemail segment on Rogue One. So I'm pretty sure you're going to be hearing those soon. Tune in. Uh, They'll be delightful. Much to my embarrassment. I think that's I've the been, second
1: time I've used that word.
0: been trying to talk Johnny out of this. Hasn't worked so far. So, okay, we call and left Johnny three voicemails. Then apparently my sister tried to FaceTime Goose. We did. We Facetime for a minute. She went around the table. I t- she talked to everybody at the table. I don't remember. I talked to her for a minute. I don't remember. Apparently that happened. Apparently Jesse went and got me another old fashioned, which I took like a shot in one drink to the and, dome. And asked her to get me another. Yep. And she was like, Are you serious? And apparently what my response was, Oh, you guys are always telling me I gotta come out, have a good time. Oh, you're so much fun when you drink. Well, I'm doing it. <laughs> so she obliged me. She got me another old fashioned. I think that may have been my last drink. That of the was night. the old
1: drink too far.
0: Apparently, we all left the bar around the same time. Um, we did. And then, apparently, on the ride home, I didn't say a word, got home, and proceeded to throw baloney, Big Mac, and whiskey <laughs> all up, all over the front yard. Oh, that baloney, Big Mac did not. I don't think I. I think now, if I saw baloney, I would <laughs> bruh, bruh, gag. Pause.
1: i'm so sorry dude i'm so sorry that that
0: happened to you Apparently, i thought you're in good shape you're in good spirits you dude. know what i figured something out like back in my college days it was not rare for me to drink to the point of vomiting yeah not good for you no i stopped drinking for a long time then started like slowly working it back in kiddie pool but, kind of stuff but you know not like not to that point right we the, had a night out the other time that this has happened to me it was at the Nick here in Birmingham. Oh, my God. With Goose and my sister. And I threw up in my own car. I was not driving. Goose was driving. That's even dicier than Marty's. I threw up in my own car on the way home. I think when I've had too much to drink, I get car sick. <laughs> Must be. I Must s- be what well, it is. Well, so, okay, <laughs> apparently. The next, uh, when I got home, I was like, you know what? I need to go brush my teeth and take a shower. And Jesse was like, that sounds like a good idea. Take a taxi. So <laughs> I fucking, oh, no. Shit. They would be so At least It's up. not
1: in your own car. <laughs> well,
0: I didn't throw up it. Luckily, I made it out of the car this time. Okay. I got good. it in the yard solely. I took a shower, got dressed, and apparently sat in the bed just going, I want to feel normal again. <laughs> I want to feel normal again. Don't remember this. <laughs> I'll tell you what. The next thing I oh, remember no. is waking up Sunday morning because Jesse had to go to a work meeting sort of early, like 8, 9 o'clock in the morning.
1: I had to get up and be at work at 7 a.m.
0: I woke up and I felt like I had been abducted and then <laughs> put back in my own bed. I didn't know what happened. All I knew was, like, I felt terrible. (laughs) I feel terrible. Exactly. I felt like Han Solo. You didn't even ask me any questions. didn't even ask me. When they interrogate him in um, Empire Strikes Back, but instead of being on that backboard and getting pushed down on the electroshock, it was me on a backboard getting my face pushed into just a big glass of whiskey. Oh, no. And I was just taking big old gulps of it. Fucking terrible. I'm telling you. It may have been the worst hangover I've ever had in my oh, life. Oh, man, I'm sorry. It was one of those ones where, like, you open your eyes, and it feels like your eyes are made of sandpaper because they're so dry. And Jesse was like, do you want some some ibuprofen? And I was like, yes, please. So she went and got me that and a big old glass of water. I took a sip of water, a sip of water, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: like I was going to throw <laughs>
0: up again, man fucking hung over my head felt as big as the bed i already got a big old head it felt 10 times bigger meanwhile goose is still in town he wants to go get he calls me man you want to go get some big nasty breakfast and from the phone call i'm thinking this motherfucker's fine he (laughs) woke up feeling like a rose no no that's not the case so he comes over i'm just getting my shower jesse's back from her meeting Jesse's mom and little sister are in town. They want to meet us for lunch, too. So, I look out in my front yard, and Goose's truck is parked in front of my house. And he is smooth passed out in the front seat. Head leaned back, just snoring. He <sighs> <Couldn't, laughs> can't come in in my house. He slept he's,
1: on my couch until he woke up and wanted to find the truck.
0: Deathly allergic to cats, right. so he can't come in in the house. Right. We go to lunch. And you know J- this is Jesse's mom she's entrusting me with taking care of and looking out for her baby girl I am so hung over that I can't talk <laughs> we go to paramount words are hard sometimes <laughs> and she's like uh I guess I guess Jesse told her look halls is hung over so we're gonna go eat some hamburgers get some fries where'd you go paramount paramount yeah had a burger could barely eat it fucking i just sat there and drank water and just wish i was sleeping jesse went over to her sister's house with her mom and her little sister i came back home and slept probably five hours good got up and went over to their house and had dinner came back home oh oh no so they start playing some games uh keith and i keith that's been on the podcast watch star wars the force awakens i'm hung i mean i'm telling you i've had hangovers they last a day I don't think I was done being hungover till Tuesday. Oh, wow. I think it was a three-day hangover. No way. I drank Powerade. I drank water. I took ibuprofen. I felt fucking terrible. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I had alcohol poisoning. Um, I don't think so. I don't know. I'm no doctor. But I think maybe my side effects would have been even more severe. Perhaps. Had I had alcohol poisoning. I'm no doubt. Maybe if I didn't throw up some of that whiskey, I would have had alcohol poisoning. Yeah. So, that was through Sunday. So, the first part of the week was a little rough because I was not feeling great. To say the least. To say the least. The real bad shit started happening yesterday. Oh, dude. What happened? So, yesterday morning... I get up to go to work. Yeah, Jesse's helping me take my bag out. I got a drink. You know, she's helping me. And uh, typically, I leave my wallet like inside the little middle console. Yeah, in part the Part of the car. Car's locked. That way, because I'm real paranoid about taking my wallet with me all the time because I've lost my wallet a couple of times. You were with me one time when I lost it in a fucking Walmart. You remember that shit? I remember that very well. Um so I, I try not to put it in my pants pocket. I just take it when I need it somewhere. I carry it. I don't put it in a pocket. Real paranoid about losing my wallet. My wallet's not in the console.
1: It's a Captain Phasma wallet, by the way. Yes,
0: not in the console. The night before, I had given Jesse my debit card, or given my told Jesse to use my debit card to get us some dinner. As the last time I used it, last time I knew of it being there, she says she left it in the car. So where the fuck's my wallet? That's when we realized that when we went out to the car, the doors weren't locked. And my wallet had been stolen. Fucking ganked. So at first I was like, you know what? She just had to. She, she, she took it in last night. It's somewhere in the house. Well, I decided to check my bank account and my credit card account. And there had been some activity. There had been some activity I didn't do. Dude, that's awful. I'm really sorry that that happened to you. Everything. Credit card, debit card, ID, all my shit. Captain Phasma wallet gone. Some fucking asshole went down our street and was like, "You know what? I'm gonna go check that car to see if it's unlocked." Jackpot. Captain Phasma wallet. Right. Probably a motherfucking Star Trek fan. <laughs> if I had to be completely don't honest, don't you say that. I bet don't you was don't you say a, that you it was not Star say Trek that. fan. I bet don't you don't you say that. I bet you when that's he that's not opened, fair. When he opened the door, I bet you he said jackpot and fucking Klingon. I bet you. Just, I bet not. Just trying to rile you up. Hey, hey! You don't say that. Hey, you don't say that. Um Did you put that on me, Rick? So Bobby? you know that's a bummer. I had to spend all morning, fucking canceling all my shit, getting new cards sent. You know, got to go get a new ID. That's always fun. The yeah. DMV. Fuck yeah. Yeah. No, the DMV is my favorite. Place. <laughs> oh man. So the rest of the day goes off. I get a late start at work. Goes off fairly without a hitch. I'm just bummed, a little stressed about all this bullshit. This morning I wake up. Whatever. It's Friday. I'll go to work. Do my shit. Come home. Me and my boy will record an episode. Then I got the weekend. It's all good. Wrong. Oh, man. A couple of miles down the road, listening to some music, and there's a flatbed truck. On the highway, about mm, two or three car lengths ahead of me. One of those dudes that's just hauling a bunch of shit. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not like one particular thing. It looks like he's got some old lawn chairs and some fucking, probably a scrap metal dude, if I had to guess. Yeah. Something falls off the back of his truck. It's about the size of a CD. Yeah. Looks like metal. I swerve to avoid it. Right. Pretty sure I do avoid it. Like a Duke of Hazzard. Er, Skirt! Wrong, sir. About a mile down the road, I noticed, like, the bass and the drums I'm listening to sounds really fucking loud (laughs) from the back right of the car. And I was like, wait, no, that can't be right. And I turned my radio down, and right as I turned my radio down, there's a loud bang! And my car starts... Swerving all over the highway. He had a blowout. A full on blowout. You want to see the extent of this blowout? Follow us on Twitter at Blue Harvest Pod. I posted a picture of it. It wasn't just a flat. It wasn't just a pop tire. This tire shredded like pasta. Looked like <laughs> fettuccine. Black rubber fettuccine. Well there there was a cop behind me when this all happened. And luckily, luckily he was behind me. Because he was like, oh, you're in a wheelchair? Let me just change your tire for you. I oh. was I was like, dude. Karma. Fucking. Good karma. I didn't get shot. I mean, c- cops fucking weird me out sometimes, man. They I don't can, trust them. They can be hard to deal with sometimes. <clears throat> Super nice, though.
1: But if you are you get a good one, they're there to serve and protect.
0: So, oh, my goodness, this week. So tire busts, change out my tire, this is probably 11 o'clock that this happened, no, earlier than that, probably about 10 o'clock, I am almost to my destination, which is a little over an hour away, call and talk to my bosses, a.k.a. my parents, tell them what happened, I'm like, look, I'm not working today, guys, I have had a shitty few days I'm turning around and going back home, and that's what I did. I came home, fucking came in, took the dogs out, and then I just went and laid in bed. Wasn't even sleepy. Just laid in bed like, man, fuck this week. Fuck this week. I'm sorry. Oh, it's all good. That's the worst. The thing that sucks is like, okay, I, I had a tire go out. You know what I would have done normally, I would have fucking GPS the tire place. Yeah. Between where this happened and on my way to uh work, I would have gone there, got the tire replaced, boom, right back in right back on the road to work. Oh, I can't do that. Why not? I don't have a wallet. No cards, no cash.
1: And then um the funny thing is that I do believe the officer asked for your ID, did he not?
0: He did. He wanted my information because he saw the whole thing. He saw the thing fall off the truck. He saw me swerve. He, he swerved to miss it too. Because um, he had been behind me for like five minutes. Not like tailing me, but just it's the highway. Um, so he was like, look, if I can figure out who that guy was or figure anything out about him, I'll let you know. I was like, uh, fuck. I don't have my information on me. And he was like, oh, really now? uh yeah i um funny thing is my wallet get this get this officer my wallet got stolen my wallet got stolen And and he was like oh really yeah he had that thing like you know when you tell somebody something and you can tell they oh really they don't exactly believe you oh yeah he had that going on Luckily, I was able to give him all my other information off my ID, and he ran it. And like, he was like, "I'm going to have to run it because you don't have a license." That makes me suspicious. And I told him, "Look, it's not going to come back with anything." But yeah, feel free, run. I'm I'm in the clear. Who run it? You know. So he did, and uh, I ended up giving him Jesse's information so he could contact her because I was in her car, by the way. So, yeah, I mean, nothing's going to happen. Even if he does find out it was that dude, like. What can he do? You know what I'm saying? I don't
1: know. I think he was just trying to be helpful.
0: Yeah, who knows? He could tell I was having a bad old day. Big, bad old day. So, yeah. that You know, generally, I don't consider like a, a myself that unlucky. But every now and then, when I do get unlucky, it's like, let's get a lot of unlucky. The, the being hungover thing, that's all my fault. I'm not blaming that on this. No. No, at all. But... The other two things, those suck real hard. You know, it's everybody's got
1: good times and everybody's got bad times. Life's a lot like a roller coaster. You got your ups and downs.
0: And look, if the worst shit that ever happens to me is that my wallet gets stolen and the next day I blow a tire, that's pretty good fucking luck. You I don't, know what I know, I'm saying? I know. It I've sounds, had worse happen right. to me. It's you know. You're in good health. You're still alive. Whatever. You yeah. still got a roof over your head. I hands. didn't wreck. Dude. I managed to handle that car like a fucking Han Solo Pro. Right. Didn't run off the road. Yeah, you know absolutely.
1: You know, a lot of good fortune going on there. Yeah. You know, so, something's now, looking out for you.
0: Now I just got the you know joy of going to get the tires replaced right. in the next couple of days. That's always fun. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. But. the The best, <laughs> I think it may sound messed up, but.
1: The best part of a bunch of bad stuff happening is that the pendulum's going to swing the other way. Well not just that.
0: Statistically statistically, that's gotta be it, right? That's me knocking on wood. Yeah. That's got but that's gotta statistically, tomorrow's gotta be better than the last couple of days. I and mean, that's
1: what I'm saying. Like Yeah?
0: Yeah. I gotta tell you what was awesome though. Yesterday, after my wallet got stolen, come home to a fucking care package from one of our listeners. Or buddy Dylan decided he's heard us talking old fashions. Seemed me t- t- uh, tweeting about old fashions. He sent us the ingredients to make his favorite type of old fashioned, which we both just consumed and is quite delicious. A it is. It's sour fantastic. Brandy, old we, fashioned with uh, a little bit of squirt, a little bit squirt soda, squirt soda. Be careful here. Oh, sorry. You know, treading on is <laughs> the dangerous territory. <laughs> squirt soda. Um, that's a band name right there. Squirt, come see me tonight at the Nick. I put, mean, Squirt put, Soda. Put soda in parentheses. <laughs> squirt, soda. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks, Dylan, dude. Like, I'm telling you, I came in and saw that, and I was like, I'm gonna have a drink. <laughs> so I made myself one. And Jesse, she's not a fan of the dark liquors, you know, right? She, she likes, likes vodka, rum, clear rum. Maybe. Maybe. She's mainly a vodka lady. I don't know. She's a vodka lady. I don't know. So I mix up one of these, and she's getting ready to go back to work. She's working a double. So I'm like, hey, do you want to try this? And she's like, yeah, I'll give it a sip, thinking she's not going to like it. She takes one sip and refuses to give it back to me. Yeah, it's deliciously good. fucking... And the problem it is easy to drink. Yeah. Super. Like and,
1: almost too it takes the booziness kind of out of your your regular old yeah, fashioned. Yeah. It, it
0: tastes just like a delicious fucking smooth smooth fucking drink. Yeah. Like there's none of that mm. that you get sometimes with yeah. a, you know. And then, I mean I like just, that kick, but Oh, I do too. I do too, but the problem with these I could drink these all night. And Sneak I, I would you. fucking John Bonham <laughs> fucking fucking um, who else uh, Jimmy Hendrix roll him over on his side. That's how Hendrix went out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it would be these could be dangerous. They could. So because of my drinking exploits last weekend, I've only had one tonight. Get a little loosened up, try to melt away some of the stress from the week. But I could see these be in trouble one day. There's gonna be another fucking baloney Big Mac thrown up all over the yard because of these.
1: Well, you got enough squirt to make that happen. So. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, do, yeah, I do. But really, Dylan, thanks again, man. Absolutely, Jesse, Will, and I have both, or both, all three enjoyed these. So
1: it's good looking out, sir. Thank you.
0: Yeah, man, we really appreciate it. Totally unnecessary, but totally appreciated. Well, how about? We finally get to some uh, some emails and maybe actually talk a little Star Wars. How's that sound? Let's do that. You do know, that. You
1: want know, to take a quick break before we do that?
0: Yeah, sure. I guess we're going to take a break. Maybe I'm going to get one of those fabled Will Witten hand jobs.
1: Yeah, I just want to make sure you're relaxed. And we're back. Right, right back.
0: Got all excited, thinking I was going to get a little hand relief from Will. He just had to pee.
1: Yeah, I just had to take a piss.
0: Not even on my face. Yeah. Well, anyway, we got some emails to cover. Light on loot news this week. Uh, just real quickly, they're bringing the original trilogy back to theaters, only in Alamo Draft Houses though, not one anywhere around us. Alamo Draft Houses. It's a specific chain of sort of fancy theaters. Oh, okay. Um, so
1: one of my uh, one of my staff members at work gave me the three set of the original VHS. Uh, Star Wars Jedi uh, Empire and Jedi, right? Yeah, he found it at a thrift store or something, but it's pre special edition. Like I I have the VHS special editions, but I did not have that. Like that's what I grew up on. I still
0: have it's the I like to call it the three head covers. Yes, the one that's got Vader on a cover, a Stormtrooper on a cover, and uh, and Yoda. Yoda. Yeah, Um, yeah, I have that VHS set and my uh, special edition VHS set vhs at somewhere you know yeah i'm not sure where but there's somewhere
1: i don't even own a vhs player
0: yeah all right so we'll get to emails this week um and then we'll call it a night so i can fucking drown my sol- sorrows no i'm just kidding all right show me what you got our first email is from our buddy evan he says hey guys what's going on i haven't wrote in in a while." I figured I'd give you guys a break for me, but I'm back now. Welcome back. Keep on writing in. No breaks necessary. So I have a question about The Force Awakens. So if Luke has been gone for quite a bit of time, that means R2 has been inactive for quite a bit of time, just as C-3PO stated. And if BB-8 and Poe are extremely important members of the Resistance, you think they would be at the base constantly, right? Or at least multiple times since Luke has gone missing. Which is why it's confusing to me that when BB-8 pulled the sheet off of R2, he expected him to be awake or to awake after hitting him. C-3PO had to even inform BB-8 of R2's state. So my question is, is how is BB-8 so uneducated on R2's state if he's supposedly there regularly? I know this is just a movie and I'm looking way too into things but hey, any Star Wars discussion is good discussion in my book. Thanks guys, your friend Evan. Thank you for writing in, Evan. Evan's going to be on the show pretty soon. That'll be great. We got a couple of new newbies lined up. It's going to be good. Can't wait to have him on. Fucking the show. Rambo 2. First blood. New First blood. First blood,
1: new new blood.
0: Rambo blood in. Yeah. Lots of Rambo blood. Well, anyway. Um <coughs> I think I actually have a, a pretty good answer for this one. Go ahead. So Poe and BB-8, yes. Important members of the Resistance. No doubt about that. Been together a long time. However, they have not been in the Resistance as long as you might think.
1: And I don't necessarily know that they have necessarily have to have been at that base
0: before. Oh, they definitely have. Really? Definitely. Um, there's a book called... Before I guess the, I didn't read the book. Before the Awakening. right? This sort of deals with Poe. Ray and Finn, sort of leading up to The Force Awakens. In that, you find out that previously Poe had been a um, member of the resist, uh, the Republic, flew an X-Wing for the Republic. Leia convinced him to come over to the Resistance only about a year before The Force Awakens starts. And she pretty, pretty much immediately starts sending him out on missions and stuff. Right. So I think the easiest answer to this is Poe has just been a busy guy. I'm sure he's been at the base, but for short periods of time and um not near junk that was covered by Yeah sheet tarps. And even if he was, you know, maybe BB eight really didn't have any need to interact with R two. And then he's sitting there in the base after they get back before they go to Star Killer base to take care of all that business. And he thinks, Hey, I hear about this R two dude over there under that sheet Maybe I'll go ask him, and then that's when we see that happen in the movie, right? He's not even aware he's there till then. I, I like BB 8s little pinch.er yeah, I've watched The Force Awakens on Blu Ray so much now that I'm starting to get like weird little things I like. Like instead of the big, like oh yeah, obviously I like when Rey calls the saber to her. That's right now one of my favorite Star Wars moments of all time. Uh, you know I like when Rey has got the uh, the helmet, the X wing helmet on. I like when Ray goes fucking sand tobogganing down the hill. Apparently, I like a lot of stuff Ray does. I think you do. <clears throat> but anyway, now one of my favorite things is BB-8's weird little pincher arm that comes out to take the sheet off. its like, I don't know why, but like every time, like if I'm working or something while I'm watching, if that part comes up, I, I make sure to check out that little pincher tool he's got. You're just fascinated. Fascinated with it. He's like a Swiss Army droid. That's a cool thing about having a droid. You got BB-8 with you and you blow a tire. You know what happens? BB-8 changes your tire for you. He's got all the tools inside of him. He's got a lighter. My cat Walter never changed a goddamn tire for me. No. He just sits around looking handsome. I don't even know that if Walter knew how to change your tire that he would. He probably wouldn't. He'd be like, you take care of it, man. Walter hates being in the car, by the way. We ha- haven't had to uh, put Walter in the car a lot, but one time he got out and ran, ran, son, took off. So Jesse had to go pick him up, and she did it in the car, and he was like a tornado of claws <laughs> inside there. He fl- the sweetest oh, cat no. you've ever met turned into the fucking Tasmanian devil. <clears throat> well, anyway, the next email is from our buddy King Tom. He says, "Halls and Will. Or is it Will and Halls? It's Will and Halls, Halls or Will, whatever, however you're feeling. Once again, great job with the podcast. Love the listener question about which characters should receive their own anthology films. This is from last week when our buddy Joe wrote in, saying people should write in and give their ideas for future anthology films. This is what Tom had to say. My answer is General Maydean. Under the previous Expanded Universe... He was a high-ranking imperial defector to the alliance. I think it would be awesome to have a spy thriller starring Maydean and his incredible beard. Seriously, take a look at pictures from him at of him from Jedi. That thing is a freak of nature, and he leads two lives, imperial warmonger and rebel sympathizer, and the events that make him leave his life in the ranks of the empire to lead the alliance war efforts. Sure it's a bit Close and themed to Rogue One, but it's a big galaxy. It could be a completely different story. As far as what characters should not be focused on, that's simple. With all respect to his fans, it's Kia D. Mundy. Damn. But uh, King Tom and Joe are going to fight about this. That's who Joe said he wanted to see a uh, movie about. Wait, no. I have no respect for his fans. Damn, he's getting personal. He started off nice, like, hey, like, yeah, I know. Uh, You guys like him, but I'm not a fan. The guy is a literal dickhead. He is the worst character in any Star Wars story whose closed-mindedness, refusal to train Anakin, disbelief that Count Dooku could be evil was a shining example of why the Jedi Order deserved to be wiped out by the Sith. Actually, maybe I need to rethink this. A movie featuring Kia D. could be hilarious. Watching (laughs) Watching him clown his way through the galaxy getting owned by the agents of evil at every turn. Thanks for your podcast, your pal King Tom. Dang. That's some Keanu Mundy. I think the kids say, shots fired. Is that um, what the kids say? I don't know, man. <clears throat> We're getting a yes, so apparently it apparently. is. Apparently, <clears throat> um, You know, he does raise a few points about Kia D in the prequels because you don't see much of him, and every chance you do get to see him, he is a bit of a dismissive dick. Except for in the animated Clone Wars, that's nobody's business anymore. Like, well, he's actually he's actually a little cooler in Clone Wars, the the canon Clone Wars. Yeah, he's in a couple episodes, and he's a little cooler in that. He fights um, Grievous for the first time
1: before he's crippled.
0: Oh, you mean in. Uh, the animated one mm-hmm. right um the one that's the the what's his name Jindy terrakovs that name. one um but you know some people like old dickhead key i mean his head do, do look like a dick do look like if a dick that's what your dick looks like man i'm sorry well you know i'm just say that right you now squint, like it, it, if i you get squint, the similarity but like I'm, and I know that <laughs> Will, by the way, had an extra old fashioned when we took a break, and I think it might be hitting him a little bit here. I don't know about all that, we, but, um, a, a, a key a D Monday. If you squint, I mean, I'm not looking at it and being like, yeah, I see it's, I mean, if you count ridge. the ponytail, it looks like there's some half-pew coming out. Like, you got to kind of squint. It's. It doesn't look like they literally used a mold to make it, but he kind of looks like he's got a dick for a head. If you take off that part right I'm going to say right now, I know that cover you... Cover that with your finger and show well. If you take off that part right there. Yeah,
1: no, I see it.
0: It kind of looked like a dick. He
1: looks like a cone head with a saggy cone.
0: Well, maybe, maybe. Yeah. It's lumpy. lumpy. Like, look, it's not the best looking dick you've ever seen. But if it's, that's it's, what your dick looks like, it's a dick. sir, I am sorry. If my dick I doesn't am sorry look like for that. You. My dick, if you have I, a Keatty Mundy dick, no, I am sorry if, for you. I'm not saying my dick looks like that. That's a dick that's seen some shit D- I, and some things. And some, some things and some shit that dick has seen.
1: I'm sorry. I just feel bad. Like, my heart is broken for you mm-hmm. if that's what your dick looks like is
0: Keatty Mundy's head. I bet you if you reverse Googled that shit catfish style. You get dick pics. I, I bet you you do. I hope not. I, I bet you do. <laughs> um, and as far as now... You ever think, uh, think Neve's ever done that? <laughs> oh, mm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, as far as a general Maydean movie, I like the concept behind the movie more than I like the choice of character. He does have a good beard. Let's be honest. He does. The beard, have beard is epic. It's on a
1: Chuck Norris level, but I don't know how much an you know a rebel.
0: I I like the idea of, and granted, you know we don't really know exactly how Rogue One's going to play out yet. It could be more of a spy movie, but I think the idea of of like a spy movie, a Star Wars spy movie. Could be pretty badass.
1: I just don't... Un- a Star Wars spy movie could be awesome. And I feel right. like that's part of what we're going to get in Rogue One.
0: Yeah, I'm talking more in the lines of, say, a born identity Star Wars. That'd be awesome.
1: I I don't think you can have a character that's prominent within the Empire, an Empire warmonger, and then have them anyone know that they sympathize with the Rebellion because the Empire would fucking get that intelligence and assassinate them
0: yeah but i mean that could be part of what makes them so badass i mean it's a similar concept to i mean on a a bigger scale that with what finn did finn started off as a member of the first order and defected and became a good guy this is just a dude that's high uh, assumedly higher up than a stormtrooper i could just see it being cool
1: is what i'm saying i guess i don't see as much the appeal of the story the spy, spy, Star Wars spy movie. Yes, General Nadine and his story. I'm,
0: I mean, and that's also the old. I'm just EU. giving it a pass. You, that's what i was saying. Like a Star Wars spy movie with an, in, even with an Imperial defector, I think is a cool idea. That's
1: cool. That's fine. I mean, I read I had Han Solo's story originally.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was more in line with Finn. originally. There with were the you know, He was a stormtrooper or some shit.
1: Pretty sure that's where they got that shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, our next uh, email is from um, from our buddy Joe. Joe. now strap yourselves in, guys. This is a uh, an email that has got some. Did you reverse image a picture? You got this look in your face, like I did a reverse image picture uh, search for Kim D Monday and shown off there was some dicks.
1: I think you just want to
0: see some dick pics. I don't know that you can't. No, that's fine. I'm I'm full up on dick pics. <laughs> Johnny be hooking me up all the time it's beautiful looks like it's carved out of fucking stone he
1: just wants to see your jaw drop
0: (laughs) all right this is from our buddy joe and what i'm saying about this email is it has got a certain kind of attention to detail that i really enjoy this is my kind of dude right here listen to this Halls and Will, you guys are awesome, and I love when your podcasts are released. Thanks, man. I tweeted at Halls that you should do, you two should do a special podcast of a commentary of The Force Awakens, since they didn't include one on the DVD, Make It Happen. I'm pretty sure in one scene that Ray references crippled ghost <laughs> and would love to hear your take on it. I'm telling you, I think we can make that happen. We'll make it. I think it'd be fun. We'll make it happen. Who knows if anybody's interested in hearing us do a commentary? But why not? We'll give it a fucking shot and yep. see how it turns out.
1: I think we should put up a commentary for every movie. Oh, we like, could do that. We could put a watch through. You know, it. They don't have to be in our sequential
0: episodes. But the, no, this I'd is say the, we, I say we. I say we. If we do one Blue we should Harvest start, event, yeah, we should start with The Force Awakens.
1: Mystery Blue Science Theater. <clears throat>
0: unrelated i am so glad oliver is a real listener and not a catfish email account you and me both buddy i here, sleep here. i sleep better at night knowing that our swedish friend oliver is over there getting a-
1: whatever you just feel vindicated
0: well yeah well so that helps. Huh? that helps maybe so, want us. so what's if he's a catfish <clears throat> here is my observation of the week After Ray escapes Daniel Craig's watch on Starkiller Base, there's a scene where she hides from our oncoming stormtroopers. The stormtroopers all march by, holding their rifles in their left hands. Ray herself comes out of her hiding spots and holds her rifle in her left hand. Am I the only one who notices this? Why would filmmakers literally reverse a scene that some people would have who appear in past and future scenes as right-handed suddenly use their left hand as their dominant hand. For reference, you can see that Ray has a compartment attached to her belt tucked away on her left side in that single scene, whereas in a subsequent scene, that compartment is on her right side and she holds the rifle with her right hand. Keep up the great podcasting, and I'll keep spreading the word of the Blue Harvest podcast. Joe. You see what I mean? That is a particular... Attention to detail that I appreciate, especially when it comes to Star Wars. Because I'm going to be completely honest with you, I have not noticed that.
1: And that's what I was about to say. I appreciate his dedication to that. I really had not noticed that, nor had it bugged me or even drawn my attention. I'll notice I, it now. I feel like, you know, a, not that these people are true warriors, but it doesn't matter. You're gonna have to carry the blaster. Sometimes your other hand's gonna get tired. Like as a character, especially, I'm sure the blaster is made to be fired ambidextrously, and if you're a badass mercenary, you need to
0: know how to fire a gun with both hands. Hey, look, that's that's all the explanation I need. I have a theory on it myself. Um, I think you know, at some points, at some times during the editing of a movie. Maybe you reverse the image or flip it around because you like it the way it looks. As far I, I don't know, but this is just sort of a theory I have on yeah, this. Yeah,
1: no, like you, you that the image is reversed. Like yeah,
0: where maybe it looks
1: like she went to the left. Maybe it was shot where it looked like she ran to the right. Right, but and they flip the image. And so for whatever
0: just, reason, you flip the image. Maybe you want Ray to be over on the left side of the screen instead mm-hmm. of the right. You like the way that looks. As, like a, a the composition of the shot that right. way. And I think that's where that happens. I believe you're right. I'll say this. That is not uncommon in Star Wars. It has happened before. And I'm pretty sure it was one of the first times George Lucas made any changes to A New Hope. Um, in the original release, I believe it's during the Death Star run, the microphone on Luke's helmet used to change sides. From scene to scene. Some scenes would be on his left. Some scenes would be on his right. When they did the re-release and it had um, A New Hope added to it and stuff. You know, because originally it just came out of Star Wars, not Star Wars Episode Four, A New Hope. That wasn't until the re-release and, you know, a couple years later. Uh, I believe that's when that got changed to, you know, constantly be on the, re- the, you know, the same side in every shot. Mm-hmm. So not uncommon in Star Wars. Um and maybe it's just one of those things like you don't notice when you're editing or you're like, Who will notice? Well, I'll tell you who's gonna notice. Our buddy Joe's gonna notice. Joe will notice. Because so, he pays close attention to things like that. And that's what we appreciate. That's my dude right there fucking focusing in and gleaming the information that not and then he gives us the information. Now we And know. now we're the wiser, all three of us. So That does it for our regular emails this week. I said I was going to read Goose's email, and like I said, we're not going to discuss this. I just want to get this out here. I'm ready to discuss this. Oh, we will, but we're going to wait. I'm going to have two old-fashions before we discuss it next time. Guaranteed. We're going to wait until we can have Goose on. All right. right? Because, look, Goose's email is excellent, but I want the man here himself. All right? So I'm going to read this to you, and then I think that'll be it for us this week. I wish. Yeah. Go. What is up, guys? I know there will be some nonsense talked about on the podcast, and I'm writing to clarify. Before I start in, I would like for y'all to answer a question. It's something I forgot to ask in the drunken debate. I can't do this the whole email. This is a tome, a text. When it's prophesied that the one will bring order to the force, what does that mean to y'all? I want both of y'all's definition. Now back to my clarification. Well, you know what? I'm going to give... We can do this. This is not up for debate. It means it's bringing balance to the force means eliminating the Sith. There can still be dark side users. There can still be light side users. The Sith are what bring imbalance to the force.
1: That's one way to look
0: at it. That is the way to look at it. That is the answer, sir. Okay. What's your definition?
1: No, I I mean this I don't I didn't realize that the reason the force was out of balance was
0: the existence of the Sith. It is. Um I'm going to steal this explanation from Jason for making Star Wars cuz he's put it the best way. If you look at the force in the balance of the forces having a balanced healthy body you're going to have the light side you're going to have the dark side that keeps you in balance there but if you get something that takes you out of that balance say cancer aka the sith you no longer have a balanced healthy body you got to eliminate that cancer aka the sith the sith or the cancer of the galaxy then you have a balanced healthy body again i'm not doing his explanation serve a good he does it way better than me but that's that's how i think that's a, a way to look at it <clears throat> it's not that there can't be a dark side you know what i'm saying right to keep balance in the force it's it's the well you know what now that i think about this this may change a little bit going um no no okay because it's i just rectified this at the beginning of the force awakens Lor Santeca says, without the Jedi, there can be no balance in the Force. But th- that's because there's dark side out there. You know what I'm saying? Right. There's no light side to counterbalance. There's Snoke. There's Kylo Ren. The Knights of Ren, maybe. And on the light side, everybody but Luke has been wiped out. You see what I'm saying? Right. Except for now, you know, Ray, and whoever else may crop up. So I just uh, rectified that with myself. But going back to Goose's email. Now, back to my (laughs) clarification. It was argued that the Emperor is the strongest in canon. Now, to the listeners, I was wearing a Yoda shirt during this argument. He was. He was wearing a Yoda shirt all night. Okay, I have valid evidence that shows I'm right. Just follow along. And by the way, Darth Vader is my favorite character. Halls and Will, y'all know this. I like that Goose's email is talking to our listeners and through us. It's like yeah. we've been possessed by the spirit of Goose Payne. Right. We're the mediums through which he communicates. It's, I can't wait till he comes on. Just feel it out. So here we go. Emperor <gasps> Sheev Palpatine is stronger than most want to realize. I've had points made for Windu, Yoda, and of course Vader. I'll go in that order. Mace Windu was a great Jedi master. When he, when he gets cornered at the time... Wait, when he cornered at that time Chancellor Palpatine, some would say that Mace won that. I disagree. I'm from the South, and we have Opossum. I know what that looks like. He did what he needed to do at the time to get Anakin. Enough said. He's saying he's playing dead. He's playing dead. He's faking it.
1: He was was
0: being the person of weaker position so i like Anakin how Anakin would fall to the dark side i like how goose included Sheev palpatine he, i remember that as soon as i read that right there it reminded me of how obsessed he was with saying Sheev palpatine the other night when we were drinking yeah no he drove it home <clears throat> now <clears throat> the next one's going to be a little art uh, now to the one that is a little harder to argue the fight with yoda was awesome for most people yoda would be the strongest Now, we are not talking the midichlorian count, but he is the oldest, wisest, and all-around badass. Now, before I go on, I will say that the Emperor didn't beat Yoda, and that just shows how strong Yoda is. Now, as far as a fair fight, Yoda would have ended up losing the fight due to the power and pace that the Emperor was at. Plus, the Emperor had the high ground. We all know how important that is. I like that. Good job, Goose. Yoda left to preserve the Jedi. And I'm good with that. All I'm saying is he knew that he was not the best in the best position and had a very good chance of losing. Now for the one everyone will comment on. Darth Vader has the highest midichlorian count of them all. He is the one. And he is the one to bring balance to the Force. Remember the question I asked earlier? I'm about to give you my answer. In all regards, Vader did. Did beat the emperor. Now, with that said, Vader got him, oh, got him off guard to save his son. The emperor wasn't using full power against Luke because he was being a dick talking to him while he was killing him. The emperor didn't have his lightsaber either. Now, my answer. Now my answer to the question: The balance to the force would have to, would have to end all Sith with the rule of two. This is done at the end. The Sith are stronger than Jedi and than Dark Jedi and Jedi. They can do things that Jedi can't due to the Jedi codes and shit. (laughs) Man, they can do stuff that the Jedi can't because of the Jedi code and shit. So when the prophecy said that one will bring balance to the Force, the Force Force is unbalanced because of Sheev and Vader. I, I totally agree. I'm not arguing that, my friend. Now one last thing. No one can argue on how strong the emperor is because no one knows much about him. His mentor was also a very strong Sith. I'm going on facts that we know. One thing I've wondered is how the Jedi can feel other Jedi and they can really can't really feel Vader. Why has no one ever felt the Emperor ever, ever felt the Emperor's presence and the force? What, with he can control it that can he control it that well or is he unreadable? Your friend and fr- friendly neighborhood redneck goose. Well, goose, thanks for writing in. Now, the debate on whether Sheev is the most powerful—all that I'm gonna let it go. We're gonna I'm gonna let it go. We we'll, we will have plenty of time to discuss that I'm it when go. he comes on. All right, all right, but. I will give him an answer to why they can't sense the Emperor. And it's not a great answer because it's not expounded on, but they do mention in the prequel trilogy that their ability to use the Force has lessened. And I believe that is for... Clouded
1: things have become.
0: A couple of reasons. Now, I've talked about how in the past I've said the Jedi in the prequel trilogy are not the Jedi at the best. They're best. They are the Jedi at the end of their era. They are doing things they shouldn't be doing. They are becoming, instead of peacekeepers, they're becoming soldiers. They're participating in a war. Yoda even said it in a recent uh, episode of Rebels that like fear is what drove them to that. And fear is not a, something Jedi are supposed to The Jedi in the prequel are flawed is mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. <clears throat> so, it could be that the Force is like, look, you're not doing what you should. Like, you gotta learn. You know what I'm saying? If you look at the Force as, like, um, as a character, almost. Like, you know how they always said the island and Lost was a character in itself on the show? Mm. If you kind of look at the Force like that, then you could see maybe the Force was like, look, you're not acting like how you should. I'm going to de- decrease your power. Well... More than likely, I think it's probably because... They were of, out of tune, out of sync, exactly. out of alignment with exactly. the Force.
1: They were the, out of, the Jedi were out of balance with the so Force. So they
0: were not able to access their powers as well as they should. They were tricked
1: by the Sith mm-hmm. into falling out of alignment with the Force. And how did he
0: do that? He got them involved in a war. Created a clone army. Mm-hmm. Behind their back. Um, And I also think it's probably um, a side effect of the Force being out of balance. Created a droid army. The stronger uh, the Emperor becomes and the more power he accrues, the more clouded their judgment and insight and stuff like that, um, the more it, you know.
1: I would still like that Master sifo thread wrapped up.
0: It is, have you watched the Yoda arc in the Clone Wars? I don't think I've seen it. You should. It's the last few episodes of the Clone Wars. You should watch that, and it'll it'll wrap some of that up for All you. Right. Um, and also, a, a good analogy I've heard of the whole Jedi and Sith being able to sense things in each other. Dave Filoni did a, um, an interview about the last episode of uh, Rebels this season, and someone asked him, like, well, why... If, if Ahsoka is still alive, then why did everybody seem to be mourning her, specifically Kanan and Ezra? Couldn't they sense her in the Force? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I wonder what's going on. And he said, and this is a guy, he's not just some fuck dude that they let make You know, two Star Wars animated series. This dude has spent a lot of time talking Star Wars with George Lucas. George Lucas was very involved in the Clone Wars. And, you know, you got to trust his judgment if he spent a lot of time with George and the way he explained it is it's not like a metal detector. The whole sensing things like it's not like they can just detect whatever they want. It's it's a little more, you know, specified, specific, doesn't exactly work exactly that way. You see what I'm saying? So it could also be that. Yeah, absolutely. There's also other times where people do sense. And and for instance, like at the beginning of The Phantom Menace, Obi-Wan senses that shit's about to go down. He says, like, there's something out there, and uh, it's not about these negotiations. It's something else elusive. And that's him sensing the machinations, hmm, fucking SAT word for the win, of the Sith, of Sheev and Darth Maul at the time. So that's what I would say on that. The schemings of Lord Sidious. (gasps) Lord Sidious. (laughs) But uh, I think that'll about do it this week. And thanks for coming and recording with me, Absolutely, buddy. Absolutely. You know, I love it. If you guys want to listen to my other podcast that I do every other week with Johnny and Mike. And you should. I just finished episode two. It's yeah, awesome. We just released episode two yesterday. Um, you can. It's Rogue One, a Star Wars podcast for winners. You can. Um, and that's W-O-N. Yeah, that's right. Rogue One. W-O-N. And. Um, If you like our theme song, you should check out the band. They were nice enough to let us use it. Stoned Cobra, where you can get their album High and Mighty at www.stonedcobra.com for only $5. And guess what? They got a new album coming out real soon. You'll be able to pick that up too. And what's that called? Armed and Hammered. And And you know what? Steve Cobra is coming in soon. We're going to pimp that shit out of that album. Yeah, we are. So be ready for that. Maybe we'll do a little mm, trivia. Ooh, maybe we do need to... Just for old times' just sake. Just a one-off nice little trivia. We haven't done trivia in a while. Lightning round. Yeah. Um, and uh, you can follow my boy Will here and on uh, Twitter at... At 3. Do that. That's but, me. That'll about do it for this week for Blue Harvest, a Star Wars podcast. I'm Hals Burkhart, And I'm Will Witten. May the force be with you. May the force be with all of you. May the force be with us.